Welcome, everyone. Fred Gleek here again with Bill DeWeese for the Weekly Roundup. So, Bill, uh, tell me about the week. Okay, this week, Fred, $3,893. A little shy of 4000 Yeah, a little, sh- a little short of the target. Tell yeah. us why. Yeah, well, I mean, um, it's really, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Um, you know, the whole pruning principle. We prune, I prune back some of my clients at the beginning of the year to make room for new ones. So, we can t- we cultivate new ones, but you know it's going to take a while to fill that yep. gap. But the beautiful thing is, I'm working far less right now in terms of the recording. You know, I'm doing more auditioning and and certainly, I mean, there's administrative. There's always work to be done. It's not it's not an issue of that. But I'm not spending hours every day for peanuts. Yeah, you know what? Let me just tag on to that by saying I spent yesterday. Oh, I spent part of yesterday around the uh, lunch hour going over to preview uh, the space that Dave Fenoy and I are doing our event in this weekend, which starts tonight, by the way. Ah. And, and when we got together over lunch, we were talking, and I said, you know, you and Bill are both really, really good teachers, but you have very, very different business models. I said, Bill is doing a lot of work, spending a lot of time behind the microphone, and makes X amount of dollars. I said, the amount of time that you work and he was, you know, he, he said, I said, so on average, how many jobs a day are you doing? He says, if I get one or two, that's good. And I said, so, but each of those jobs is probably, he says, yeah, most of the jobs that I take, I book are between 800 to $1,500. Yeah. So it's a very interesting, different approach to the business. And I mean, I'm hoping that when we get, you know, when we get the two of you guys together, in November, it's going to be great because people are going to get to see a very different approach. And I think both of you guys, when we get together, will learn from each other what you know what to do and what not to do. And everybody who's going to be there is going to get a boatload out of it because yeah. they, those really are two different paths, wouldn't you think? It is. Between the two of us, we really cover, I believe, the entire spectrum of possibilities and how you may approach. And you could certainly take a hybrid approach, you know, as well. But yep. I think, yeah, I think I think there's going to be a lot to be gained uh, by being there. Yeah, and I mean, the thing about it is, is I'm sure that each of you as well, forget about everybody else, which is, a, of course, important, but each of you are going to learn from each other. And I bet that some of the things that you start to adopt from that program will be as a direct result of being together with him, listening to him, and talking to him offline. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. So anyway, after that diatribe, so Monday started how? Uh, Monday, New Mexico PBS promos. Usually the first thing I do every Monday. Uh, commercial for Larry H. Miller Jeep Dodge Ram in Arizona. Uh, I did another automobile dealership spot for Superior Auto. I did some training for Harris Teeter, which I believe to be a grocery chain. Not, yes. They're not out my direction. Must be I have heard of them before, but I don't know where they are. Did some podcasts for Accenture, um, like the voice of Accenture, uh, North American uh, business podcasts. Um, and Let me then, have, oh, go ahead. Well, with that one, uh, are you actually doing the podcast or are you just introducing it? I'm introducing, usually I, I'm the, I'm the uh, intro and outro voice, but I also, it's set up like an interview. Usually I talk with one of the higher ranking executives, uh, but the questions are pre-scripted. So I, you know... Fred, thanks for being with us today. So why do you believe this, you know, the change to digital is affecting insurance providers to the extent that it is? And then, you know, his voice is dubbed in. Got it. Okay. So it's that kind of thing. And I've been doing that for a while, but uh, those jobs tend to, you know, they come every once in a great while. Um, 
Also on Monday, this is a, a little aside. Uh, we like to talk about lessons learned, and this was a lesson learned. No audition is wasted, even if you don't get hired. I know I've said that before, but it, it bears repeating. I was contacted by a client or prospective client through Voices.com that I had auditioned for. She informed me that while I did not get that audition, she really liked what I did. And she already had something in mind for me in the future and that she would be in touch soon. So just remember that even though you may not have gotten it and you may not have heard back, it may very well be you are now on somebody's radar where you weren't before. So those that effort's not wasted. Was that a production house or what was that? An agent? It was a production house. Production house. Okay. It, well, actually, you know, it's an advertising agency that this lady owns herself. So it's kind of a small shop. Got uh, it. Marketing agency, advertising agency. Based out of? Uh, that I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. And it's it's irrelevant. That's the beauty of it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> she can be in Timbuktu or Paducah, Kentucky. Doesn't matter. Gotcha. Uh, I love this business. All online. Totally global. Uh, Tuesday, I did a commercial for the Henry Ford, Henry Ford Allegiance Health uh, in Detroit. I do all their, um, their commercials up there. Uh, I did a corporate narration for a company called TCS. Not familiar. I don't, I don't even remember what that was. Uh, and then I did some narration for Hitachi on Tuesday as well. Sounds good. Uh, Wednesday, more Hitachi. Actually, it was quite a bit of, you know, they they tend to send me quite a bit of. Uh, it's usually training for their new for their salespeople and new technology and how to position their stuff against the competitors. So it's it is kind of interesting, even though I really don't fully understand it. It's interesting how they how they position their products. I, I find that enjoyable. Um, I did some. Uh, AARP tag updates on commercials where, you know, different phone numbers and call 800-555-1212 now. Then call 800-555-1313 now. Call, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I had to do a whole new set of phone numbers. Um, I did a uh, voiceover for uh, an explainer video for an app called Good Vibrations. I did some drivers, Texas driver safety training, another superior auto commercial, and I did medical narration, which was interesting that was um it was actually that was a directed session using source connect where i had the uh the actual uh studio uh that i was working through was in north carolina and they had patched in three people from the medical um or yeah whoever the client was let me let me, let me interrupt you there yeah, for sure notice that in the members area which by the way uh, com. if you want to get involved as a member, with lots of good benefits. But you mentioned in that, in the forum there on Facebook, you mentioned the fact that you were going to be doing a video of that. Yes, I recorded it. And tell, tell me why, and tell me why it would be good for people to look at that. Well, it's, uh, I think it's good to look at different types of jobs and medical narration is unique in that you're working with a lot of very complicated terminology that, you know, most of us don't use on an everyday basis, unless you're, you work in the healthcare system. Like I certainly don't. Electroesophageal uh, thermometer. Yes, yeah. exactly. And this was narrating, it was showing, apparently the video is a cadaver where they're going through and showing different parts of the anatomy and yada, 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 yada. So I'm doing the narration. Um, the I don't think I actually mentioned this on the video, but I'll, I'll mention this here now with you, is that I forgot about the session until I got a 10-minute reminder before uh -oh. it started. It popped wow. up on my screen. So and what, which, what, would have you, what would you have done had you been more prepared? Well, being in medical narration, you know, ideally, what, and this was a 10-page script, by the way. I mean, it wasn't real short. So you had gotten the script and not it. even looked at it. I had not looked at it. 
Yes, correct. And so what I would typically do is I would go through and begin to look for words that I'm not familiar with, which could potentially be a lot. And then I would begin to look up pronunciations and familiarize myself and go through the script to make sure I don't look like an idiot during this, this session. Right. Because you want these people to hire you back again. Yeah. So so here at 10 minutes till, I mean, I'm sure my blood pressure rose. My heart rate increased. I got a little sweaty. Um, I don't make those kind of mistakes usually, but I did. And, and so I just thought, okay, Bill, you've done this before. Just be calm. So I went through and I looked up all of the words that I could. And in those actually in about took about six minutes to do that. And then I got, you know, I got set up for, for Source Connect, got on the call. And uh, the, the session went really well. It went really well. But the big thing, and here's, here's the takeaway. The big thing that I, the big piece of direction that I give myself that I'll share with you that I would recommend is whenever you are in a situation where you feel unsure, just slow down. Because your, the human reaction is to allow the adrenaline to take over. And you just start to go fast and almost panicky. And the faster you read, the worse it gets. So the best thing you can do is just force yourself to go slow. And they yeah. were thrilled. So I mean, in, addition, in addition to the speed, would you also say that there's some kind of a mental state you put yourself into, which is you tell yourself, I can do this. I've done this before. This will be easy. And just like sort of maintain almost an overconfident attitude. Yeah, I think that, yeah, yeah, it was, I don't know that I was really purposefully doing that, but I was thinking that way. I was thinking, okay, Bill, you've done this a number of times before, maybe not in 10 minutes with 10 minutes preparation, but you've done it before. The worst thing that will happen is you have to ask for help with the pronunciation. And as it turned out, they had people on the line who were experts, so they could, could help me. But I had, you know, I was able to look at most of the stuff ahead of time, so there were no big issues. And when there were, I simply asked. And I just, by forcing myself to go slow, I made very few mistakes. I was shocked. I was shocked at how this I surprised myself. Ten-page script, as I recall, right? Ten-page script. They were very complimentary and very happy with the entire process. And is this a, is, was this, again, this came in through a production house or through, a, through voices? Or how did you I get this? It through a production house. Okay, so chances are they're going to give them good feedback in the production house if they have another medical narration, they're going to think of Bill DeWeese. Yes, and believe me, that was top of mind. What I wanted them to, to go away with was this guy is so easy to work with. Not that he has a great voice, but that, you know, he did, he just did it. And, you yep. know, if we, gave, if we needed to give additional direction, he took it, and he did it, and it wasn't an issue. And we were in and out of there fast, efficient, you know, the whole thing. Well, let me give you my feedback on something. And again, yeah. given the fact that I'm not a voiceover artist, I can give you a report from what happened yesterday um, with uh, Dave Fenoy when we went over to look at Bang Zoom Studios where we're holding the event. And by the way, just for promotional purposes, that event is being recorded and will be available for sale at, a yeah, yeah, at, at some point in the future. Uh, we'll, we'll be in the future. So here's the deal. We went in there, and we were. I was getting a tour of the studio by the lovely office manager who goes by, I think her name is MC, which is short for, I forget, um, something, those are her initials. So MC is showing us around, and um, she, they got, Dave and her got into a conversation about having to deal with the fact that oftentimes now in video games, they will find some very well-known actor to, uh, to voice a character. But the problem is, is that the, the, the amount of money generally involved here, even though they jack it up for a well-known, sort of a, an A-list or a B-plus list celebrity, 
is fairly high for them. For the celebrity, the amount means virtually nothing. And oftentimes, when the celebrity, who probably lives in L.A., agrees to do this, they agree to do it because they have nothing else booked during that time. Two things generally, well, one of three things can happen. The guy shows up on time, does his work, does it well, and leaves. That apparently happens infrequently. What happens more frequently is, A, they don't show show up at all, that they actually got real work as far as they were concerned, not voiceover work, that paid them much more. They just didn't even show up. Whoa, that's unbelievable. Apparently that happens, I mean, like sometimes 20% of the time. Wow. Then the other option is they show up late and unprepared. Because again, to them, this is doing low-end client or work that they really don't want to do. They show up late and then they're, they're... their actual, uh, their reads have to be directed over and over again. They're, they're not very easy to work with. So again, I'm not speaking about all celebrities, but I'm saying that there is a, there's a, there's a message out there in the marketplace with regards to video games and voicing video games that when you hire a celebrity who generally doesn't do this kind of work, number, most of the time they're either difficult to work with, they're lazy, they don't show up, they don't show up at all, they show up late. That's incredible. I did not know that. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's really funny because it's it's bad because people like Dave, who are journeyman voiceover people, um, apparently just and ever, all the technical staff just shake their heads like unreal. And then the person shows up an hour and a half late, doesn't ask for forgiveness, whatever. Just like, hey, here I am, you know. And just it's it's a completely different group of people, apparently. Wow, that's I mean, that's amazing. That's too bad. It's, and it's sad because, I mean, I told Dave, I said, look, if I'm a professional, I don't care if I'm Tom Hanks or some kind of A-list actor. If I do a job, I'm going to show up on time, do it right, say thank you very much, or I don't take it at all. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, so I thought that was kind of strange. So uh, where were we in terms of the days here? We we're on Friday now, right? Uh, Friday. I, oh, no, Thursday. Just quickly, I uh, had a few jobs on Friday, some CAD training, an explainer video, uh, some Walmart training and some a thing, little thing for Atlas Copco. And then on Friday, today, uh, it's been a relatively busy day. Uh, I did some more net medical narration, not as complicated as the one earlier in the week. Uh, I did a sizzle reel. Uh, a sizzle reel is when a TV production house or a producer or a creator has an idea for a show, and they're going to pitch it to a network. And they hire a voice like me to do the, you know, it, this is like a game show. You know what? It's really, it's really high energy. I'll bet that this is probably the one niche that I might be able to pull off in voiceover. It's it's a growing niche because um, you know they they hire. I see it all the time. There are a lot of these so, jobs. So give me give me like how was that read? Let me see if I can find the script real fast. And I'm not. I don't want to give you too much here because uh, not not that I don't want to give you too much, but I mean I'm not sure how much of this is confidential. Yeah. Uh, you don't leave out anything. Just I want to hear the. Uh, the inflection and the, uh, the, the the spirit and the the kind of the underlying tone. Yeah, let me change the name of this. Okay. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, I'll just kind of do it on the fly. Yeah. We've all been there, drooling over delicious food made by famous chefs on TV. Now it's time to stop drooling and start ordering. In this show, two celebrity chefs compete in a live TV show to bring their dishes to your doorstep as fast as possible. Through four nights, two celebrity chefs compete to run the best takeaway food truck. And I'll stop at that point. That gives you an idea. 
Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that can be painful to do. (laughs) Well, that's why I remember years ago, remember when you were up for that thing that would have taken you to Vegas to be uh, uh, announcing wrestling or something? Yeah, yeah, as women, female boxing. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is just, I don't, this is not what your normal, you know, Bill DeWeese, regular person kind of voiceover approach is. It's, It's not really your area. Especially not in a live venue. I mean, I do a lot of like car dealership and promo type yeah. stuff, but not in a live venue. That's not my thing at all. My question, just before we finish up, I want to know this. So when you get, when you do those car dealership ads, do you always feel like you're being a little inauthentic and really not being you? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> but you know and what? I've done thousands of them over the years. Yeah. Um, and, and I've, and actually, I feel like, and I'm pretty good at them because I've done so many of them. I get hired for a lot of them, but it always feels like, it never feels real. It always feels plastic. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yet, apparently, you're you're doing insincerity with a very sincere voice. But, th- but th- think about this for a second. How many car dealer uh, ship ads do you ever see, even with a car dealership owner, that seems sincere? Yeah. The approach it's- is almost always over the top. It'd be nice to see an approach that went the opposite direction to see if it worked. Well, and there are some that do it, and I get hired to do some of those. Huh. Where, you know, we're, we're a different kind of car dealership. Come in and see our family-owned dealership today. You know, that kind of thing. So, Thanks. you know, there is that. Not as much as the yelling, screaming, but... Hey, any other final points here before we uh, let people go for no, this? No, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I'm just glad it's... Fr- I mean, I love what I do, but boy, am I glad when Friday rolls around. <laughs> It sounds good. Oh, well, folks, we'll see you again next time. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Fred.